Hooey! Just another day in the graveyard. Enjoying the quiet. Talking to myself. You know, when you're out here, alone, in the graveyard, your mind gets to wandering. Thinking of all these people. What they used to be. Underneath my feet. Who were they? What were they like? Generations come and gone and nothing to show for it but a piece of stone with some words on it. Look at this one, for example. Nancy Fredrickson, loved by many, also studied rocks. That's all she is now, a memory of an adored geologist. This one's got a quote. I ain't ever gonna die. I'm gonna live forever, cause my name is John Remedios, and welcome to episode 19 of A Shot in the Dark, an audio journal documenting the development of my first independently produced video game, Shoot Shoot Mega Pack. If this is your first time listening, this podcast is well past its peak, you should probably just go back to the very beginning, when it still had some heart. Anyway, enough acknowledging the dead, let's, how do they say, drink to forget. What? Okay, it's Little John at the Library, cue music! It is July 17th, 2015, and this episode has been a week in the making. It was originally supposed to come out last week, but I had a surprising amount of difficulty organizing my thoughts for this episode. I'm not sure that I succeeded in doing so, but I guess we'll find out together. So, what's the big topic? What has got my brain and tongue all tied up in knots? Well, before I get to that, let me tell you something about me. I am terrified. Like, all the time. I'm scared that I'm not working hard enough, or that I'm not smart enough. I'm constantly afraid I'm forgetting something crucial or I'm just not aware of something that's really important. Not to mention that it's almost impossible for me to gauge if this thing that I'm making is any good and if anyone will give a shit about it. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I am a scaredy cat. I'm a quivering little baby. Now, I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. They say if you're not scared, you're stupid, which is... Actually, not very comforting, now that I said it out loud. But the thing about fears and anxieties is they can turn into doubt, which can result in floundering, and that's not very good. Like, it's cool to be afraid of tigers, but you'd probably never want to flounder when you're face-to-face with one. Especially if it's got a knife. That's how you know they're serious. Clearly, fears that stand in the way of something you're actively pursuing is less than convenient. Lately, I've been thinking about how to keep my fears and anxieties in check so I can finish this game, release it, and then do one of those celebratory arm pumps, you know, like the hockey players do when they score a sweet goal, a hat trick maybe. But it turns out that not being afraid of the things you're afraid of is not the simplest of tasks. I think there's a lot of room for disagreement here. I'm sure there are a number of people who work really hard to push past things that they're afraid of. I'm not really interested in that, though. I kind of want to be afraid. I think it helps me from being too careless. And I'm very careless. But I'm not here to talk about fear. Not exclusively, at least. It's an entry point to something that I think is way more interesting. Thinking about fear in the abstract, or my own subjective fears, has got me wondering. Wondering how I can soak up the beneficial aspects of being afraid, like surviving a tiger pulling a knife on me, without becoming paralyzed with fear. Well, the best answer I could come up with is... Drumroll sound effect. Commitment. Which brings us to what I actually want to talk about this week. What it means to commit, and what you gain from deciding to do that. It's at this point that I should fully acknowledge the irony of the situation as I talk about commitment on a podcast that I failed to deliver on time. 
If I sound a bit damp, it's because I am just clearly dripping with hypocrisy. Turns out that I'm imperfect, which is shocking and upsetting to me. But despite my inability to always take my own advice, I still think that there might be something of value here. (laughs) I'm such a disappointment. (laughs) Doesn't matter, though. Let's keep going. Okay, so I'm going to assume that everyone's familiar with the concept of commitment. But what does that have to do with things like managing fears, working on projects, etc.? In order for me to make this a little bit more clear, let's take a step away from making video games or what have you and get into a car. I recently started learning how to drive at the ripe age of 27. One of the reasons I'm learning how to do this now instead of a decade ago is because I'm a big baby. I think cars are scary. However, my friends and family were kind enough to buy me some driving lessons, and since I don't have a vested interest in being an ungrateful piece of shit, I have committed myself to learning how to drive. Which means that I have committed to doing something that scares me. Now, you might think that this sounds an awful lot like the process of overcoming a fear, and you wouldn't be wrong, but I think there's a meaningful distinction between that and what I'm saying. When you set out to try and overcome a fear, the goal is to not be afraid of that thing anymore. Conversely, when you commit yourself to something, the goal is to do that thing you said you'd do. Going back to my driving example, the goal here isn't for me not to be afraid of driving anymore, it's to be able to drive. The fact that the commitment involves something I'm afraid of doesn't change the act of committing. Now, the beneficial byproduct of committing to learning how to drive is that I have become less scared of driving, and cars. I'm still scared, but I feel like that's a healthy fear. What I'm trying to draw attention to here is the difference between something that's reactive, like fear, and commitment, which is proactive. Commitment is not entity-based, it's not a thing that you are or are not, it's a thing that you do. It's a choice. So, let's bring this back to making video games, or whatever you'd rather have me say instead of video games. Deciding to make a commitment to yourself to finish a project is all fine and good, and it can help you reframe some of the fears and doubts that you might have. I.e., they don't matter anymore. You've made a choice, you've got to follow through, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, commitment is not just a thing you do once. Think about a committed romantic relationship, which, I might add, is an extremely complex arrangement between two people. If all you had to do was go steady with one another, and then your relationship is great and required no effort... I think maybe monogamy would be exponentially more successful than it currently is, but that's a fairy tale. Commitment's not only a choice, it's a series of choices that you make until whatever is complete. It's a thing you have to do each day. It's work. I think this is what a lot of people struggle with, not just within relationships, but when committing to anything. Because, as we all know, working is hard sometimes. What I'm getting at is I think a lot of people want to commit to something, but then it gets difficult and then they second-guess whether or not they actually want to commit. But the weird thing about commitment is, once you start questioning it and trying to find loopholes or whatever, you stop actually being committed. It's one of the few things that is actually binary. You can't be half-committed to something. It's definitionally impossible. Just to be clear, this is not a value judgment. I don't think it's necessarily bad to back out of a commitment to a project or a person. Things change, or maybe the initial choice to commit was ill-informed. It's all contextual. However, in my opinion... People are very good at rationalizing the majority of their choices. So if you find yourself backing out of commitments regularly, you might have some shit that you had to work through. I'm just saying. Okay, so I think that's a pretty alright definition of commitment. A perpetual series of choices to do something. But what does the act of commitment actually look like? I think this is pretty self-evident. It looks like you're doing the thing you said you'd do. Now what this means in practice is you are fully committed to the minutia, not just the desired goal. Here's an example. If I claim that I'm committed to releasing Shoot Shoot Megapack at a certain level of quality, 
What I'm really committed to is ensuring that the functionality and the quality of the code is up to par, and the design goals are met, that the aesthetic is cohesive and at a certain level of fidelity, and that everything is harmonious. If I dig a little bit deeper, what that actually means is whenever I'm doing any work on the game, whether it's programming, designing, reviewing art and sound or whatever, or testing the game, regardless of the task, I need to be giving whatever available energy I have to that activity. Ultimately, I just think that periodically checking in on your levels of commitment can really help keep yourself on track, sort of like an annual checkup. They can help identify problems before they can grow too large, or in the event that you become less committed over time, or were never actually committed in the first place, it can be a great way of getting yourself back on track, or making that hard decision to do whatever the fuck else you want to do if you can't find a way to jump in headfirst. So, to wrap this up, if you find yourself fence-sitting a little bit more than you'd like, maybe just try checking in and being honest with yourself. And remember, flip-flopping is only appropriate in one situation, at the beach. I guess also in a communal shower. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you so much for listening and gracefully ignoring my inability to practice what I preach. If this lack of integrity has upset you greatly, I would love to hear about it. You can get in touch with me via Twitter at John Remedios or email john at ssmpgame.com. If you want nothing more to do with me, that is totally understandable. You can just stick to keeping tabs on the game on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Just look for SSMP Game. There's also a website with a mailing list that you can sign up for, the social media links, and a little overview video. That's ssmpgame.com. Finally, if you like the podcast, you can subscribe through iTunes, the podcast service of your choice, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can also rate or comment on the podcast, or just tell a friend. It really helps me meet new people, and I am so, so lonely. Anyway, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will see you next week. lack of integrity has upset you greatly i would love to hear about it you can get in touch with me via twitter at john via via i can never remember how i say it is it via or via why am i whispering